0: God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you you must be so excited. Listen now.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: This is a podcast from The Bugle. <laughs>
1: You're in the chamber,
3: the roar of the crowd outside thrumming in your bones. Your adrenaline surges along with your contempt for their mindless appetite for spectacle. At least in the roller dome you have a chance for glory, you think, adjusting your spike straps. It's better than being in the wilderness, surviving on the merest scraps of bootleather and witchy grubs. Sure, the world isn't what it was, but at least here you have... The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine the Bugles Audio Newspaper for Visual World. Hello, this is The Gargle. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Josh Gondelman and Alison Spittle. Welcome to the show. Hello,
2: how are you doing? Hello,
3: thank you for having us. Oh, it's a delight. We'll snuggle up for the giggly sleepover and braid each other's hair in a circle of this week's stories. But first, let's have a peep at the front cover. The front cover this week is Alex Honnold, the greatest free solo climber in history, posing with his new baby and a sudden shocking awareness of his own mortality creeping into the grey spaces behind his eyes. Uh, That's going to be a a fun thing to watch. (laughs) I just don't, you know, halfway up a mountain thinking I have
1: responsibilities.
3: (laughs) The satirical cartoon this week is a picture of a gun looking depressed and saying, won't anyone think about my feelings? Mm. <laughs> our top story for this week's edition of the magazine is sausage news a lonely ape dating club app has turned into a sausage fest and been cancelled because not enough women are into cryptocurrency at least not in a, a dating sort of way alison spittle you've seen a lonely bored ape can you <laughs> unpack this story for us
2: yes yeah, so this is a story basically about a horny api club dating app right That has had too many men subscribe to it and not enough women, and they have uh, shut down the website, uh, which I think shows a great lot of integrity. um, Which are words I thought would never pass my mouth when talking about cryptocurrency, dude bros. But like they're already (laughs) better morally than Ashley Madison, who you know when other dating apps have had too many uh, uh, men, they they've had bots to pretend that they're women at least with this they're being honest really? with their customers it's quite sweet actually it's quite sweet mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh yeah it's it's weird because you can you can look at you can you you can't really meet the people in real life you could show them your different types of nfts and tell them how long you've is it diamond handed this is all like new language that i learning, and uh, apparently like diamond hands is to See, like, how long you've had the NFT for. It's uh, it's very, very niche. And I'm not going to kink shame anybody except uh, <laughs>
1: crypto dude
2: bros. <laughs> the thing about
3: diamond handing is that there's part of this internal culture where so much of it is sort of a pyramid scheme that relies on other people also investing their hopes and dreams into this thing that only exists if you all agree to believe in it forever. Mm. That the the thing that makes you rely on somebody else is basically how hard they have committed to ongoing gullibility.
0: Yeah, that's what the diamond is. It's you hold on to it really hard and you, because, you know, that's what um, diamonds are known for. It's for continued uh, continued ownership, even as value dips and dips and dips like diamonds do. You know how diamonds are always losing their value, uh, causing people's like self-esteem and sense of worth to plummet and, and, and causing their financial portfolio to go into disarray. So this is like diamonds.
2: Totally. Isn't like dating itself like the ultimate pyramid scheme? Like you know, when you buy in too late, you're kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in a very long term relationship and I'm holding on to him for dear life. And every day I get D- diamond more and more hands afraid.
3: in that
0: diamond investment. Hand, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what an engagement ring is, right? It's love's diamond hands.
2: Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. Is, is it an abomination in a way to to like? It feels like we're trying to set up women with apes, and like this has been done for nearly a hundred years. Look at King Kong. You know what I mean? Like this is, <laughs> I feel like we're we fair-raying these women of going like, here's an ape, <laughs> here's some money, have a good time. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it.
3: Josh, have you ever bought an NFT?
0: I haven't. You know, because like I like to waste my money on things I can eat or touch. Mm. And th- if I'm going to waste <laughs> my money, it's going to be... Uh, Look, and I have no high ground to stand on. I have so many pairs of sneakers in my house. But at least when worst comes to worst and like my my uh, life collapses, I can put on those sneakers and run away, (laughs) which is not something that NFTs afford you. This is this whole dating thing is so funny to me because not only, right, does it mean that that there were too many men and this doesn't appeal to women and so it couldn't be a viable dating app it means there there no gay men were into it either because if it was like a, a a lonely gay ape yacht club and all the people that subscribed were men it'd be like hell yeah we're in a thriving uh, fraud art community and that's a, the that's a basis <laughs> of our relationships but it's like the straightest <laughs> thing and as a straight guy I say this that like a mediocre picture of an ape is like a very straight guy concept of art. It's like a Pulp Fiction yes. poster in a frame without there having been the movie Pulp Fiction for it to be based on. <laughs> and like, just on a practical level, if everybody here owns those bored apes, you can't have a dating app where everyone's picture is basically the same. That's not what a dating app is. So like, of course it was mostly dudes. An NFT dating website is is only going to attract lonely guys. You might as well have said it was for fans of Joe Rogan who think cargo shorts are both functionally and aesthetically ideal and who think they're clever for (laughs) listing the pronouns in their bio as Rick slash Morty. So like, yeah, that's who's going to come to this.
3: Well, in other NFT news, somebody has stolen Seth Green's Bored Ape, uh, which he was planning to have star in his new show, Josh Gundleman, you've written on a show. Can Mm -hmm. you unpack this story?
0: Well, you know, I've had a little trouble catching up with this, uh, the intricacies of the story as it unfolds, because since I read the initial headline, I have been holding a candlelight vigil for Seth Green. Um, It's been kind of a big thing. Probably (laughs) a few hundred people have shown up outside my apartment just praying (laughs) for his ape to return. Um, We've been chanting, singing. There's been people have been donating blood. Nobody asked them to do that. I don't think that's even necessary. (laughs) But such is the commitment of the public to Seth Green's financial investment in a picture of an ape. So what happened was he bought this NFT, Seth Green, and then it was stolen from him. And then now a new owner purchased it, you know, fraudulently. But that now they are the owner of this essentially intellectual property. So he can no longer base his TV show uh, on this ape. Because someone else stole the IP. Which is like <laughs> if in National Treasure Nicolas Cage stole the Declaration of Independence and now he's like, I own America. <laughs> <laughs> this story is so funny and stupid, and I hope everyone's NFTs get stolen. And then everyone else bases TV shows on other people's (laughs) NFTs that they've taken. I've seen people refer to, like, stealing an NFT or stealing Bitcoin as a heist. And I just have to say, the word heist used to mean something. I don't mean to sound like an old man, but you needed a getaway driver, a diversion, whatever Bernie Mac did. And now you just email someone and you're like, "Ah, give me your password. I'm the password guy. And they do. That's not a heist. It's a scam.
3: What's the ballistics guy going to even do? Thank <laughs> Just you. stand behind you.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, I guess you can explode something, but it seems like more of a uh, an unnecessary arousing of attention than anything else i
3: mean yeah the only thing you're going to explode is the inherent value of a valueless product <laughs> apparently overall nfts have dropped uh 96 in value over the last uh, very short period which is it's good to know that's a that's the downside the upside is that they're still worth four percent more than their actual value <laughs> this is such a, a sad story because seth green has put out a public call for the person who stole his ape uh, and then sold it on to the person who bought it to please return it and they'll they'll have a conversation in private about about him buying it back presumably and this is what happens every time someone still gets an ape stolen is they they go on twitter and they say please give me back my ape <laughs> in this very sad way that um It's such a brief and concise cry from the heart that simultaneously reveals why you have regulation in the first place. Like, you can't enthusiastically buy into a system in part because it's lack of regulation, and then the moment you lose your bored ape, like call out for some some higher
0: power. <laughs> I love when people go to the authorities for it. It's like you can't do that. You're re- you're saying it's like an unregulated, completely, you know, anonymous currency or for- form of ownership of art. And then the second that it goes wrong, they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, police." And it's it's <laughs> like if someone stole a bunch of your heroin and you immediately went to the cops and were like, "Help me recover my heroin." And they're like, "You realize that's not our job." Like, I mean, you should Usually we don't do our job either, but that's especially not our job.
3: It's like Friar Tuck going to HR because little John is bullying him. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) It's like, come on, man, you're an outlaw. Suck it up an outlaw. (laughs) If someone steals your NFT, you should have to find a guy with an eye patch and a sword made of glowing numbers named Continuum to get it back for you. And if he double crosses you, you should have to chase him into a computer screen.
2: <laughs> I love the way like NFT people are, are very libertarian about the age of consent, but uh, like as we've seen, where they've made their own private island. But when it comes to copyright <laughs> law, they're like, no, <laughs> I'm very stringent. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They're sticklers. <laughs> so funny
3: also um josh could i talk to you about that idea about the guy with the sword made out of numbers called continue i think seth green is looking for a new concept for his animated <laughs> <laughs> television show
0: yeah i'll sell it to him for twice whatever he was gonna pay for his eight back
3: <laughs> now it's time for your ads because you can't be what you can't buy but what you can buy is ad space on the gargle. Yes, this the gargle. The gargle that I'm talking through now. Contact us at hellobuglers at com if you would like me to say your words with my mouth.
2: Ooh, what an offer. Mm-hmm.
3: And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by London. Yes, the London. The London of the Millennium Dome, the Tate Modern, or as those who are in the no-no, You're not meant to call it the Tate Modern. You're meant to call it the Potato Modern. (laughs) London. The city that sleeps sometimes but when you poke it pretends it was just resting its eyes. London. (laughs) Tourist destination for the tourist that likes their pipes creaky, their streets grimy and their cockneys cheeky. London. Or as Londoners always say, what's that smell?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's very true.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Are you an egg... An uncracked egg seeking to become a hard-boiled egg detective or detective. (laughs) But you want to boil yourself under the radar as energy efficiently as possible without waste or ceremony. Then you need half a glass of water, half a glass of water, just enough to boil one egg if you do it right in a small container. (laughs) And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by someone who's read all of the literature about how to give a comprehensive and meaningful apology, delivering a pitched perfect apology that somehow still makes you want to punch them. Really, I'm genuinely sorry for the hurt I've caused you. It must have felt like your trust was being betrayed and like you couldn't count on me.
4: Oof! There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
3: That's all the time we have for ads section because now it's time for our government announcement about penis plants news now. Uh, the Cambodian government has has been forced to make an announcement, asking the public to stop picking the carnivorous penis plant, over fears that it may be wiped out. There is a rare—I mean, for for background noise, I, I assume, for background information, I, I will assume that you know that there is a carnivorous penis plant in Cambodia, and that people are taking photographs of themselves uh, picking and licking this plant, presumably mm. for slightly sexy Instagram, which is like Instagram but more so. Mm-hmm. Alison Spittle. Have you seen these horrifying pictures?
2: Unfortunately, not up close. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the pictures um, of this plant. It's a bit of a mouthful, this plant. It's <laughs> called uh, <laughs> Nepenthes bucurenesis. And it's vulnerable to extinction. So, basically, it's a plant that is a... Um, it's Apparently, it smells like candy. And it's uh, got a long shaft. And how would we describe the tip? I mean,
3: who's saying it smells like candy? Let's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> big big penis like big pharma <laughs> they're just uh, pushing pushing through that narrative all the time and um, so this is like a. it's it, to describe it for listeners that are listening uh which you will be it's a it, it does look like a penis it, it does look like a penis <laughs> uh, there's mm-hmm. no other way of saying mm-hmm. it 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 looks like a penis and um it's a it's a it's a carnivorous plant which is exciting I think one of my favorite ever puns that has been uh, mentioned in this article they describe this as a uh, because it's a carnivorous plant that looks like a penis they've named it the penis fly trap
3: <laughs> and uh, it's very do you
2: know what who knew penises are a big hit and people have been uh, picking them and uh, doing tiktoks with them and taking pictures with them and the cambodian government are saying please stop picking the flowers they're becoming extinct we must treat these penises with respect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they they should follow my rule generally, which is my rule uh, for penis plants is very much the same as penises in general. If you see one out in the wild, leave it be, (laughs) right? That's my rules.
3: And if you are going to pick one, uh, leave the seeds in the ground so a new one grows. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know that these plants kill ants. Like, that's what they do. And, like, I've been thinking about this Like, uh, imagine if a guy brought you home and his chat applied was like, hey, babe, want to come back and see me kill some ants? Like, that's, (laughs) I I think it would be better than come and see my lonely ape NFTs. (laughs) But
1: uh,
2: I'm just very, very, uh, very, very kind of like charmed by the idea of these penis uh, shaped plants uh, killing ants and, and destroying life as
3: it is it's quite also, interesting to me there is, there's a nep- nepenthe uh, which is the kind of plant that it is and they have a what's called a passive pitfall trap and uh, I've definitely met that guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's what I called my apartment when I was in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> I want to reiterate what Allison said that they do look like dicks like it's not how ursa major (laughs) kind of looks like a bear if you draw a (laughs) bear around it like these look like dicks
3: yeah if you were trying to send an unsolicited dick pic and didn't have confidence in your own work You could definitely grow one of these in your backyard. If,
0: say, um, Mark Wahlberg needed a stunt penis for a film in the 90s, this would adequately function, and then he would apologize to God for it. I think I have a a slogan for the Cambodian government that they could use. They should put up little signs that say, take dick pics, don't pick dicks. Yes! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
2: That is so funny that you made, you made like, air leave my lungs in like a euphoric, yeah! Like, <laughs> I didn't even laugh, I was like, yes! Agreed! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah!
0: That's, when I perform live, what I want is the whole audience in unison going, I second that! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Motion carried. Mm-hmm.
0: And the plants, this is what I think is, is is tough. The plants are picked by women who kind of laugh at the appearance and post it online, right? And they're mm. laughing at these penises. And in the plants' defense, it was chilly that day. <laughs> 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 People are plucking these for TikToks and they might send the plant to extinction which is intense previously the only thing that tiktok has caused to go extinct is the world's overall sense of shame like if you can't pull off the choreography you don't have to post a picture of yourself doing the dance but yet we do we persevere Uh, And it is it's a carnivorous plant. So picking it is kind of a low key way to get back at phallic predators when our society doesn't uh, offer that option in many cases.
3: Yep. (laughs) We're doing more news on TikTok soon. uh, So save your TikTok jokes for later because now it's time for your reviews. Your reviews section now. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to come in and review something out of five stars. Josh Gondelman, what have you got to review?
0: I've got two reviews. They're kind of short and they work in tandem. My first review is for the experience of eating fettuccine Alfredo. Incredible sensory experience. (laughs) Thick and hearty pasta, a rich and delicious sauce that tastes like it was either cooked by an expert chef or came straightly from God's balls. Uh, Five (laughs) out of five. Five out of five stars for eating fettuccine Alfredo. The experience of having eaten fettuccine Alfredo, uh, it's like your stomach is losing a boxing match to itself. It's gut-wrenching. Heart-stopping, butt-crushing—I dare say—zero <laughs> out of five stars. So, a total review for the experience of consuming and having consumed fettuccine alfredo: two point five out of five stars. Not too bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. It's fine. You wouldn't. You wouldn't turn your nose up at it. No, Alison <laughs> Spittle.
2: So, what I'm reviewing today is the experience of putting bicarbonate of soda on your two-year-old Birkenstocks. And <laughs> I. <laughs> I've been at Birkenstocks where a a converter, a converted during lockdown. I was like, now is the time for me to break in Birkenstocks. And I've been wearing them uh, nearly every day since. Uh, About a week ago, I thought I smelt uh, cinnamon nachos uh, in my sitting room. And I was like, am I having a stroke? Has someone brought back a treat? No, it was the smell of my Birkenstocks. And it's a very scary thing to feel that the, you know the smell is coming from within, the the shoes, and uh, I I looked up I, I looked up how to make your uh, Birkenstocks not smell of feet, and it's uh, putting bicarbonate of soda on it. So I did it, and then I then I also brushed it like like teeth, right? <laughs>
1: and, uh,
2: <laughs> there's a there's a very there's a very like um. Human feeling about brushing your your shoes like teeth, and uh, seeing the dirt come from within the pores, and then and then leaving it out on the balcony for it to kind of like get rid of its odor. And I'm like, where does the odor go? I don't mm. know. Mm. I don't know, and I don't care. And I smelled them the next day. It smelled of nothing. It smelled like void, and I <laughs> felt amazing. Like I've never felt so powerful in my life. And uh, so I'm given the experience of bicarbing. I'm going to call it bicarbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4.5 out of 5. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. I feel like a responsible adult. Like It feels like recycling. As in like I I do it to make myself feel good. But it's not going to stop us all dying. And that's how I feel <laughs> about bicarbing my Birkenstocks.
0: That's beautiful.
3: Now it's time for social media news. This is the news that a TikTok influencer has been alleged to have started a forest fire in order to film a dance video in front of the forest fire. Alison Spittle, you're a big TikTok fanatic. Can you unpack this story?
2: <laughs> I'm a big TikTok fanatic as in like I go on it but I'm afraid all of the time. So this happened in Pakistan. Um Pakistan is like one of the most um, affected countries by uh, forest fires and by kind of like uh, yeah, by by forest fires, and apparently this lady took a uh, TikTok of herself and said, "Like fires just happened where I am," and um, and people are people are asking for her to be arrested. They say that she set the fire itself. Another man got arrested for setting a fire uh, in another part of Pakistan for TikTok. So there is like a a bit of a kind of like a, a pattern of behavior. Um, but setting a forest fire for me is like the fifth most environmentally bad thing that's been done for TikTok. If we all remember that man who put Orbeez down his sink and toilet and destroyed a whole sewage system in France. It's like, why are we shocked that people are doing uh, environmentally bad things for clout at all? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, so this this is what's happened. Uh, that there's a new craze of forest fires, which I think has a bit more dignity then getting your grandma to do a dance. Like, that's how I feel about it. <laughs>
1: Josh?
0: I think this story is a sad comment on the state of society. Because, like, in, in previous times, if you wanted to seem decadent and indifferent while the world burned behind you, you at least had to learn how to play the fiddle. And I feel like that's a big <laughs> improvement. <laughs> she did deny setting the fire, and I believe her. Because normally on TikTok, you never deny your bad behavior straight out. You simply justify it with your Zodiac sign, right? Like, if you can't handle me <laughs> at my forest fires, I guess you just don't deserve a Scorpio in your life. Um,
2: it feels like such Scorpio behavior. Big so. <laughs>
0: Scorpio behavior, right? Send a fire. And honestly, when I heard that someone had caused a forest fire just to film a TikTok, I was shocked. That it wasn 't a gender reveal <laughs> blown away,
3: yeah don 't waste a forest fire on a mere glamour shot,
0: right, tell me if your baby has a penis
3: <laughs> just yeah, just just pick a few of these uh. Uh, penis plants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Set them on fire. Pick
3: the last one. Destroy
0: an ecosystem during a heatwave.
3: Guess which species has just gone extinct, and you have a, a Venus flytrap <laughs> on one shoulder, and then a penis plant over the other shoulder, and you, you get to mm-hmm. say which carnivorous species have I just made extinct?
0: You know, I I read that um, Georgia O'Keeffe once painted one a portrait of one of those penis plants, and it just <laughs> neutralized itself; there it came out as no picture. <laughs>
3: It's going to be like one of those Robert Rymans. (laughs) That's all the time we have for our social media news because now it's time for our science news, science news now, and scientists have made uh, the accidental discovery that scallops love disco lights. Now, I'm going to unpack this story because I found it deeply upsetting. It was uh, one of those misleading headlines, which is that uh, scallops love disco lights, but there is no uh, doof-doof music, there are no... uh, Mm -hmm. Puppy piles of uh, octopuses on MDMA in the corner. It's just that if you put a pot light in your net, it will attract scallops. Alison Spittle, would you go fishing for scallops in this way?
2: Genuinely, last week I went to uh, Borough Market and I and I ate a scallop, and it was beautiful. And, uh, and then when I read this news story, it's genuinely made me feel more guilt than Babe the, the Pig film. <laughs> I don't know why a love of uh, disco lights and just general kind of like uh, give, it's made me so guilty about these scallops having like a a, a joy for life. <laughs> they're dressed for the occasion, though. I think they're the most like flamboyant looking mm. of all shellfish. Do you know, if, if, if a scallop came out on RuPaul's Drag Race, I would be like, slay. That's incredible. <laughs> Look at that shell. Like, uh, genuinely. So, like, uh, yeah, it's. uh, Will I eat another scallop? Yes, probably. (laughs) I
3: can't. I'm just gutted that. There are no crustaceans on pingers in this story. I have been waiting for a fish disco since they cut that scene in the Little Mermaid short, you know, before the fish disco. They shut that when they open the seashell and everyone realises simultaneously that Ariel didn't show up and that however good under the sea is, they haven't invented the concept of understudies in live performance yet. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me that that scene would be worse if the seashell opened up and there's a manatee in a red wig. Come on. (laughs) Come on, playing the part of the princess, just living its best life.
2: I I would love to see Prince Eric try and romance a manatee in a a red wig as well.
1: Like, oh, she
2: can't speak. And also she's a manatee in a red wig. They're like, Eric, come on, Eric, you need
0: to... Dude, come on, man. You're too horny, my man.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's a problem for a lot of Disney princes. Just too too (laughs) horny. (laughs) You've
3: been to it, say, too long. (laughs)
0: that's what they that's Allison right isn't that what they think mermaids are right like in history people would see manatees and be like that's a sexy lady with a (laughs) fishtail
3: yeah
0: Yes. the general facial structure and contours (laughs) it's just so funny to like look out and be like I don't know what that is but I'd f*** it for sure (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh it can sing as well wow mm. yeah. tie me to the mask because I'm
0: gonna f- that fish if you don't
1: <laughs>
3: god sailors are too horny <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's all the time we have uh, for our scallop disco horny sailors news. Because now it's time for space news. Uh, space news is that there is possibly a ghostly mirror universe. So, so a, a scientist has posited a ghostly unseen mirror world that interacts with our own via gravity, and apparently saying that solves the the maths. <laughs> Josh Gondelman, can you unpack this story?
0: <laughs> I, I feel the same, Allison. Look, I don't understand this story at all. I will no. say a couple things. If there is another universe that is like ours, that exists as kind of a spectral mirror, I would like to go there. That's I would like to leave here and be there. But... My hope is that if there is a mirror universe, it's one of those department store mirrors that makes you look good in everything and not one of those office bathroom mirrors that make you ask how you, a ghostly pale slug with glasses, opened the doorknob (laughs) to get out of the house in the morning. We don't know. We don't know if it's a good mirror or if it's a bad mirror or if it's a fully black mirror universe where you get there and you're like, oh, all my social media followers actually follow me around all day. Fuck me. Damn, dystopia.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. If you go into the black mirror universe, everything is a heavy handed metaphor for how bad things could Incredibly,
0: get. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I get that.
3: So the problem is the Hubble constant problem, which is that the, the Hubble constant is the rate of expansion of the universe, uh, which if you try and do the math to predict the rate of expansion of the universe, you're always wrong. Um, mm. So cosmologists have been trying to solve that problem by changing the no, model.
0: No, they, they got to focus on doing people's hair dye. Like, I do no disrespect to <laughs> them, but they got to focus on perms and stuff. This shouldn't be on their plate. So, <laughs> They're busy.
3: Basically, they're trying to predict the expansion of something that they don't know quite how big it is. Um, And so if it's expanding at a slower or faster rate, then they think that they must be wrong about how big it is, uh, which is also just a theory. Um, It's it's deeply confusing unless you're a cosmologist and confusing if you are a cosmologist because whatever your prediction is, it's wrong. But apparently the proposition of a mirror universe slows gravity down or speeds it up, either one, in the theory, which means that It's not a problem. Sick. Uh, Alison Spittle. when you look at the stars and you wish upon a star, do you wish that the Hubble constant were not a problem?
2: I found this news story as confusing as everything, everywhere, all at once, but way less enjoyable. (laughs) I hate any mention of anything that makes me feel small. So, any mention of space, you know, where Brian Cox, have you ever watched him in his documentaries where he's like, you know, we are just a speck mm-hmm. in, in, in time? I'm like, shut your
1: mouth. <laughs> My
2: problems are real. Like, shut your mouth. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs> So reading this story actually made me kind of like disassociate from my body. Uh, I'm having a hard time <laughs> generally, <laughs> just uh, just even saying this sentence. Uh, so there's a mirror world out. There's a mirror universe out there, and uh, you know if they're not good, why don't they make contact with us? I don't. I don't give a shit unless they come to my balcony. Like this mirror universe, like like the pigeons are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's the only way I will acknowledge uh, the mirror universe or gra- gravity. What to make it stronger or 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 less strong? <laughs> I I didn't know there was a strength level of gravity. I don't know anything.
3: <laughs> oh, there's definitely a strength level of, of of gravity. Like um, when you're walking up a hill, there's less on the moon. Yeah, that's true. Oh shit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Okay. Okay, I understand now. Thank you. You see, that's all I need is for <laughs> someone.
0: <laughs> Allison, I know just one thing, and you happened <laughs> to walk towards the one thing that I know. <laughs> And I was that's like, cute. I'm ready to say it.
3: <laughs> the ghostly mirror world is exactly the same as this world, um, except in it, the movie The Matrix is really boring.
0: Alison, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right. But if I think you're onto something. You said maybe it'll come to your hmm. balcony. Maybe the mirror universe is what did that magic on your burks.
2: <gasps> Whoa. Do you think that's where the smells <laughs> have gone? To that mirror universe? I
0: think they did. I think the mirror universe is incredibly <laughs> fragrant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like it's like a fatberg universe where we're like, where did the stuff go? We <laughs> flush it away, and it's like this mirror universe.
0: It's where all the smells go. <laughs> it's like the tank in Ghostbusters where there's just all the ghosts swirling around.
2: <laughs> so like Febreze is really keeping it going as a concept. Oh my mm-hmm. god,
0: Febreze just zaps <laughs> the smell into the mirror world.
3: Yeah. Or when you do a fart and think you've got away with it, yeah, but you don't know why you've got away with it. <laughs> yeah, Mirror Universe. Well, that's all the time that we have for our ghostly Mirror Universe news. Now we're flipping through the ads at the back, and we're going to look at what you're plugging. Alison Spittle. have you got anything to plug?
2: Oh, my gosh. Have I got something to plug? It's a show called Wet, right? I'm bringing it to uh, Dublin the 5th of November, Liberty Hall. I'm bringing it to Edinburgh Fringe Festival 4.45 every day in the Pleasance Courtyard. Uh, And that's from the 3rd until the 29th. Apart from the 9th of August, the 22nd of June, I'm doing a preview of the show Wet and the 4th. That's going to be in the Pleasance in London. And, uh, yeah, come along to that. Do go along to that. Uh, Josh Connelman, have you got anything to plug?
0: Yes! So, Showtime's Jesus and Marrow is back um, on Showtime Thursdays at 11 I work there, not just a fan um, <laughs> and I, my, I have a comedy special coming out I can't I think the official announcement hasn't happened of the date yet, but it's gonna have a wide digital distribution on YouTube and Vimeo and whatever and it'll be available I can't say the date, I don't mm-hmm. think but it will be in june i I, that's what i'll say so keep your eyes open follow me at josh gondelman on twitter and instagram um and my special people pleaser will come out soon
2: that's so exciting that
3: is genuinely exciting news oh my gosh i'm thrilled um by that i would like to thank our roving reporters if you would like to send in a story that you think would be good on the gargle tweet us at hello garglers This week we had James VT and Tom Begley who sent in the Lonely Ape dating story. Gemma, Gadget Gav, Nick the Guitar, Caitlin and Richard who all sent in the Seth Green NFT theft breaking (laughs) news. We we, we just decided to do that story before the podcast because because we had such a a plethora of roving reporters sending it in. Stuart Wilson who sent in the penis plant story. Al Wackas who sent in the TikTok forest fire story. And Brian Richardson who sent in the scallop disco story. I'm Alice Fraser. I'm your host. Find me online at Twitter at Alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, also on Instagram or Patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. That is one-stop shop for all of my standout specials, podcasts and blogs, as well as the Dancy Lagarde tribute competition, uh, which will be running for one more week, and then I'll spend the next month reading all of them, and then I'll decide who wins the £200 and the $1,000 of cryptocurrency which is uh, uh, an authenticated ledger where you get £1,000 slash dollars worth of um, authenticated ledger, which is where I write your name in an actual ledger.
0: Ooh, that's like an NFT.
3: Yes, this is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter and your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week.
0: You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post... Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.